I'm Snooty. I'm Goon. And here's what you should have thought one last time. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to the very last Snooty and Goon. Wait, uh, last? I didn't get that memo. Oh, that's right, baby. This is it. This is the end game. And we are in it. Does that mean I'm finally free? I could go home? After the review. Okay. <laughs> you also have to wait for my big release of all of those experiments. Yeah, oh. everyone's going home. Oh, boy. I'm your host, Alfred Snoots, and with me one last time is G. Gordon Gunderson. Call me Goon. And we are also joined by, sound off, Professor Science, Lee Munson, Captain Action! <laughs> hey, hey, the gang's all here. All right, and what a movie to go out on, because we are doing... Endgame, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, and starring fucking everybody. Yeah, pretty much everybody. And others. Including dead people. Rest in peace, Stanley. Obviously, I think everyone was excited going into this one. Coming out of it, I felt extremely satisfied. Content is the word. <laughs> it was a perfect wrap-up to, I guess you could call it the Infinity Stone saga. I think I've heard some people throw that around online. And Called the Infinity War. Well, just the whole, all the movies throughout the course, like the past 11 years, I've heard some people refer to them as the Infinity Stone saga. Those people are wrong. Well, whatever. <laughs> and also a very nice love letter to just the MCU as a whole. And, and it's kind of nice, it didn't feel, like, it was self-indulgent, but not gratingly so. They took a victory lap. Yeah. They, they took a victory lap through their own best hits. Yeah. Which and, was an amazingly bold choice to make, arrogant even, and they still pulled it off. It was a well-earned victory lap, though, <laughs> is the thing. Had they not actually done something as really remarkable as the MCU is when you think about it, it probably would have been unbearably self-indulgent. It should feel that way, but somehow they're the first franchise in history that seems to have earned that kind of self-congratulation. Yeah, Star Wars, we're looking at you. It was all of their best hits and also Dark World. I like Dark World. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, they wrote themselves into a corner where that's like the only movie that has to do with that particular stone. <laughs> yep. I, I like Dark World. I, I enjoyed it too. I enjoy it too. It is one of the worst ones. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel movies have to be graded on their own curve. So yes, Thor the Dark World is a bad Marvel movie. That still puts it at like a 7 or 8 out of 10 as far as regular summer action blockbusters are concerned. I'm just going to point at Iron Man 3 and go, still not the worst though. Well, you're wrong and we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> no, at least not until we get to that point in history. Goon, why don't you run us through a brief summary of this cluster and uh, let's get to talking about it. Okay, um, Endgame opens up about a month after the events of Infinity War. With the help of Captain Marvel, Tony Stark and Nebula make it back to Earth, and they mount one last attack on Thanos to try and get back the Infinity Stones and undo what was done. <clears throat> they succeed, however, Thanos had already destroyed all the stones, meaning there was nothing left for them to do but go home and try to move on with their lives. Five years later, they're doing their best to keep the world together while a lot of it's going to shit, when out of the blue, Ant-Man shows up, having been stuck in the quantum realm for the past five years. He goes to the Avengers and explains the situation, and they realize that they can use the Quantum Realm to travel back in time, obtain the Infinity Stones, and undo what was done. They're able to convince Tony to help them, and having been retired from superhero life, and having a, an adorable daughter now, I mean, I just wanted to give that kid a hug. She is so cute. She was painfully adorable. With the plan in place, they reassemble the team, and jump to various different points in the MCU history to obtain the Infinity Stones. They hit a couple of 
roadblocks along the way, including Tony and Steve making a detour to a different part in history to get the Tesseract, and Tony has a nice heart-to-heart with his long-departed dad. That, that, that hits you right in the feels. However, while they're doing this, Thanos from the past, when he's still alive, discovers what's going on, and past Nebula takes present Nebula's place so that when they get back to the present, which is the future, to undo everything, past Nebula is able to use the time machine to bring past Thanos into the present slash future. Giant brawl ensues. They're able to use the Infinity Stones to bring back everyone that was lost, and we get the giant Marvel Universe fight we've been wanting for the past 11 years. And after playing a game of hot potato with, with the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet, Tony Stark puts it on, snaps his fingers to take out Thanos and all of his soldiers, killing himself in the process. The day is saved. Everyone begins to move on to whatever comes next. Steve makes a quick trip back through time to return the Infinity Stones to where they belong and retire in the 1950s so he can be reunited with Peggy Carter. Good for him. And goes down with him passing the shield and the title of Captain America on to Sam, a.k.a. the Falcon. Uh, so... Clearly, there is a huge glaring flaw with this movie that completely ruins it. We don't get a scene of Cap taking the Soul Stone back and meeting Red Skull again. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I so wanted that to happen. I, it, it didn't occur to me until after I'd gone home and gone to bed because that movie was my entire night that night. But I got home and it's like, oh, Cap put all the stones back. Cap had to have a scene with Red Skull and we didn't get to see it. I was kind of waiting for someone to bring that up when they mentioned the floating red guy. Nobody, nobody's going to ask, nobody's going to question that. Okay, moving well, on, I, I guess. I, I don't think you make the connection. No. Why would Red Skull be in some, why would a dead Nazi from 70 years ago be in space guarding a space stone? I don't think Hawkeye ever made the connection. You'd be shocked where Nazis will show up. <laughs> I'm not shocked anymore. The scene I wanted that we didn't get was Cap having to go back and inject Natalie Portman with, with the red goo again. Uh, basically just a, just a montage of Cap going back and replacing all the stones. Going, that that could have been the end credits stinger. That can easily be a special feature on the DVD. Oh god, I hope so. Just handing it to the ancient one like, told you we'd do it. Uh, but no, other than that glaring omission, uh, this was just a huge success. It is a glorious mess of a movie. Uh, it, it is... It is sloppy and misshapen, and it revels in being so. It's weird, because, like, it's... I, I disagree that it's, like, misshapen, because it's actually got, like, a really rigid three-act structure. Mm -hmm. Like, like at the hour mark, it, like, changes tone in what it's doing. Like, it's, it's sad, introspective character piece for the first hour, fun, goofy heist movie for the second hour, and then just all-out action bonanza bonkersness for the third. As, as far as timing is concerned, I'll agree with you, but the the sections are so disparate, it, they're it weird. feels like three different movies. It, it feels I, like the last three episodes of a TV show. I think a lot of that is because they have to jump around so much now that the in space, essentially, because the MCU covers such a vast area of the universe. Because on one hand, you have to go to space to get Tony and to get Nebula there. And then Captain Marvel's running around, but they also have to point out, no, she has other responsibilities to deal with besides just Earth. Uh, and it's so much bouncing around, it's hard to maintain a very coherent flow like that. This, no, 
I, I, I was joking before I saw this movie with some people that in the first five minutes they were just going to go kill Thanos, get the Infinity Stones, and then the remaining two hours, 55 minutes, just be sitting around eating shawarma. <laughs> uh, the first part of that kind of happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. I will admit they got they got to the hat up and kill Thanos part of the movie way faster than I thought they would. I, I, it wasn't necessarily faster than I thought it would be, but I was completely wrong in how they were going to go ahead and undo all of the dustings. Mm -hmm. I assumed it would just be straight time stone shenanigans. It's so much weirder. Yes, yeah. it's much more convoluted because comic books. More than more than any other comic book movie I've ever seen, including anything Marvel's put out, this movie alone feels like an entire summer crossover. Summer, summer crossover event. Uh, even more so than Infinity War did, and it, very it's much so. More than shocking it. how well it hangs together. But I mean, it's got the, one of the biggest elements there is that if you're not reading the tie-in books. You're going to just have to make a lot of uh, a lot of uh, allowances for what's going on because this movie does not introduce Captain Marvel whatsoever. Doesn't introduce how she got there, why she's there. Just if you missed her movie, I hope you understood what the pager meant at the very end of Infinity War. Same with fuck you. <laughs> same with Black Panther, yep. where T'Challa and uh, his family just kind of step out of the portal, ready to kick ass. Like at no least, questions asked. At least they were in the previous movie. <laughs> but all overall. It still worked. I think no, even if absolutely. you hadn't seen Captain Marvel having her show up, you got an immediate feel for who she was. You're still culturally aware of who Captain Marvel is, thanks to the fact that this that marketing is everywhere. And the internet hasn't shut up about her for both good and ill for the past month and a half. Oh, this movie's going to piss off all the people Captain Action dislikes the most. <laughs> I love Captain Marvel in this movie. I, I liked her in her movie. That, that too. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever been at a point culturally where, where a franchise has been so much a part of the zeitgeist that like you don't need those sorts of introductions if you've missed an installment. Mm. It, the reason that, that Marvel can get away with making something this big is because they are that ubiquitous, which is scary in terms of its real world, like, like Disney's real world power in that respect. Yeah. But, uh, but as far as like the, the product itself, it, it lends itself to something really unique that that other studios really haven't had the time or or resources Ability. to lay the groundwork for. Yeah, let's be clear: Disney is not your friend, but they've still managed to accomplish something incredible with their nigh monopoly that they're building. Fun fact: Disney made chemical weapons in the nineties. Oh, I'm sure they're still making chemical weapons. They legally made them in the nineties. Oh. Imagine Goofy coming on that bottle of sarin. <laughs> and suddenly Kingdom Hearts 3 could have been so much cooler. Is there any way it couldn't have been? Shut up about Kingdom Hearts! <laughs> Never! For, for as amazing as the, the larger scope of this movie and the construction of it works, though, like every other Marvel property, the devil's in the details. And granularly, this film is an amazing sequence of moments that are, are tailor-made to to uh, maximize fan wank. The, nobody is not going to be able to walk out of this going, that movie, that moment was awesome. Nobody will come having disliked every moment of this movie. You know, honestly, I can't think of a movie where I've disliked every moment of it, but uh, it, I'm hard, I'd be hard-pressed, if we were going to do a low point in this movie, I'd be hard-pressed to give you some... Movie. No, there's actually a lot, there's a lot to love in the have Mario Brothers movie. Have you seen Human Centipede 3? Uh, no. 
<laughs> I don't consider that a movie as much as I do a punishment. I have. What did you do to deserve that? You know, you punch enough Nazis, eventually they get creative. Um, but, it, oh God, there's so many moments in this movie that's just designed to get it... I, I, this is one of the movies I loved seeing in a packed theater because just because of the of the reaction of the crowd. Oh, Usually, I just I want nothing from the people around me. I wish they didn't exist. Just snap my fingers and make them dust. Don't you just wish that in every situation though? Too? Almost every situation, yes. This time though, being part of a huge crowd actually enhanced the experience. Oh yeah, that scene at the end for the final battle when. Captain picked up the hammer and after 11 years says Avengers Assemble, there was a cheer in my theater. I was part of the cheer. As was I. Because <laughs> how can you not cheer at that moment? I may have squealed girlishly. On the other hand, this movie also actually managed to get a tear out of me at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I teared up a few times. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you cried at the wake. <laughs> Raise your hand if you cried at Nat's death. Sorry, I'm, I'm a robot. Just like I knew that I knew the two were going to fight to see who would jump off the cliff. You know what's going to happen, but just I didn't damn. think it would be such a fight. Uh, <laughs> this was a legitimate oh, I, fight. I knew it. when, when they There's both like, when they both said like we know we have to like the oh they're gonna what are they gonna start throwing punches? There it is. I, I thought it was over when Hawkeye got tased. The, There's like three or four reversals like going on in that fight. Yeah, I so. genuinely did not know who was going to make the heroic sacrifice until she hit the ground. Uh, yeah. I, I was at the last moment going, is he going to find pull something out of his butt? <laughs> Some trick arrow that saves her. Red Skull just flies past him. I love you both. Your, your friendship is beautiful. Goodbye, Liebschnitz. <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah. touched the Nazis' heart. <laughs> Your Hugo Weaving impression is impeccable. Uh, but it's not Hugo Weaving anymore, it's so a, it's okay. It's an impressionist of Hugo Weaving. <laughs> who, who honestly does a good job. It's like two or three, it's two or three degrees removed from Hugo Weaving, so it's okay. <laughs> and now I'm just imagining like Kid Gamora and Red Skull having to be with each other in the soul dimension. <laughs> <laughs> what did you give up? Everything. Oh. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, in lieu of high points, just let's let's circle around the table a couple of times and come up with favorite moments. Yeah, they're just there are too many. I'm tempted to take the best one, but I'll 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 go last just because I know someone's gonna get to it first. Can I go first? Go for it. All right. So I was struggling to come up with a high point as well. What I decided I was gonna go with was during the big battle at the end, Thanos summons his huge army. Right at that moment, I was thinking, hey. Everyone else should be alive by now. Where are they? And not three seconds later, they show up. <laughs> that that was amazing. Like, like the wizard was going to show up and, oh, there's a portal. There's a portal. That's a lot of portals. Just enough time for everyone to gear up and grab a granola bar and then go kick Thanos' ass. They haven't had a meal in five years. They're hungry. Oh, man. I just, mm. Our I, justice. That, that, that Avengers no, no, that's a, that is a different comic book universe. I just wanted to scream, get fucked, Thanos. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, one of my favorite moments was definitely like during the final battle when uh, Spider-Man hands the gauntlet off to Captain Marvel. Like, the, that's a lot of people. Can you get to that by yourself? It's just like she's not by herself and all the other female heroes show up for their team up. I'm just like, where's that movie, Marvel? I, I will give you money. Give me that movie. 
it it is such a gratuitous shot, but yeah. but I I, I enjoy it so much. That shot is a deliberate middle finger to huge chunks of the internet. Yeah. And yeah. it's delightful. The only thing that could have made that shot better was if they could have had Black Widow there. Uh, Someone holding up a cardboard cutout of Black Widow. <laughs> I would she accept was, that. She was there in spirit. spirit. <laughs> Captain Marvel has a has a bad track record with cardboard cutouts, though. I don't think it would be safe. <laughs> If we're, if we're going for final battle f- moments... The whole movie's on the I, table. Assuming we're going to go around more okay. than once. I'll do oh, the yeah. final battle moment. Oh, yeah. no, this this is going to take a couple rounds, I'm <laughs> sure. I, I'm going to go with the look on Thanos' face when Captain Marvel blasts through his flagship as if it were made out of cardboard. Oh, God, And yes. all you can see is him going... I did not see that coming. Uh, the Thanos reaction <laughs> shot was beautiful. It was such a eye for the first time realizing I may have bitten off more than I can chew. <laughs> I am really glad they didn't overuse Captain Marvel in this movie, though, because like she she threatened to be like too overpowered for well, the stakes. They used her perfectly, I think, in particular because yes, she they did not pull their punches with her in showing that. No, she's someone who could potentially hang in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Thanos was able to knock her around in oh, absolutely. that fight. So it wasn't that it, she's... It, I think they found a very good balance of showing just how powerful she really is without going, oh, well, she's just the big I win button. What mm-hmm. I like even better is that they, they made her removal from most of the movie a character beat. Mm-hmm. When, when they're having the hologram meeting with Nat and Rocket calls out Captain Marvel, it's like, well, where are you? And she's like, hi, I have to patrol all of space. Earth has you. Not everyone else is lucky enough to have you. Our universe doesn't have a Green Lantern core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, and go with the bit like immediately when the battle ended and when Thanos sits down and like has that moment yeah. that looks exactly like when he when... like sighs contentedly at the end of Infinity War. Yes. And he's just like, ah, oh, shit. And just Either way, it's dust. over. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was, uh, to, to borrow a phrase from George Lucas, it was like poetry, it rhymed. <laughs> Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> I cannot believe that it's come back to me and this hasn't been brought up, so I'll go ahead and take it. it There's too many things. There are too many things, but the moment where Captain America summons Mjolnir doesn't just pick it up, summons Mjolnir. Like, I don't, uh, Lee, maybe you can tell me. I don't know what kind of noise I made in the theater, but it it was one of joy. (laughs) You, you, like, it was really funny to me because, like, like, other people were reacting. Your voice was like able to be picked out in the crowd at that moment. <laughs> I just I loved Thor's response. I was like the yes, I knew it. I didn't hear Thor's response. Yeah. It, was Thor's, it was Thor's going out like the I knew that was going to happen, which I think is might be why he brought Mjolnir with them. Like, Thor was excited that Captain America finally did it. Like, yeah. like, well, <laughs> he wasn't threatened by like, no, like not a, few at movie, all. a few movies back, he would have totally been threatened by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one brief shot and uh, Age of Ultron, you see almost. Listen to that look on Thor's face like, is he going to take my hammer? Oh, thank God he didn't take my hammer. And then Vision picks it up. (laughs) All I could could think of was that, again, as far as uh, poetry in Star Wars, the the moment where uh, Rey summons the lightsaber to her in episode 7, like, how I was supposed to feel in that moment was how I felt in this movie. I loved how nonchalantly he did it, too. It was a, he had no doubt that this hammer was about to come into his hand. Like, <laughs> I, when when it started to move, I thought I thought it was just you know Thor 
mentally controlling the hammer. It's like, oh, okay, Thor's got more mojo back. He's 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 stepping up. up. No, no. I did love the. I get the bigger one though. Oh yeah. As soon as I saw that that hammer hit head down, it was like the. Did Cap finally do it? Oh my god, he finally did it! Do we, do we want to go another round for just the final battle? Or do I, we I, want I to think go that was the final the battle. I think we should do one that's not the final <laughs> battle. Yeah. Uh, all right, take it away, Professor. Oh, gosh. If you need a moment to think, I just want to... Like, this isn't the moment, but I just want to point out that this is a movie where uh, everyone... He, everyone ages five years, but Paul Rudd ages five hours. Yeah. <laughs> Which is reality, <laughs> so it works. Yeah. That's his secret. You Paul Rudd's been hiding in the quantum realm between press junkets. Since, since he made uh, Halloween 3. <laughs> I, I he was just looks bathed. exactly the same. I assume he was just bathing in virgin blood. Or that I, goo from um, <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Or maybe that, yeah. Oh, God. Why? Why? Then the bees come. <laughs> He's got Wachowski goo. Then the bees are like his fucking bees. The bees can sense royalty. That's not how any royalty or bees work. I actually so, enjoyed that movie. So anyway, You're a bad person, Avengers though. Endgame. <laughs> and then there's Endgame. Which we could probably agree is the Jupiter ascending of the Marvel movies. All right, I'm going to hit you with the table now. It's probably the last time I'm going to get a chance to. We're going to break the table this time. It's not like we need it anymore. All right, well, I'll wait till after we're done, and then this table's getting broken over his head. <laughs> That's fair. So I, I like how the failure to stop Thanos the first time seemed to hit Thor harder than anyone else. And in a hilarious way at that. Chubby um, Thor is delightful. It's it, <laughs> so it, it's almost it's almost as if he crossed the fourth wall and was reading all of the comments from people saying that he ruined everything. I I I think I'm most intrigued. You know, if, if you don't, uh, if Goon doesn't mind, we'll we'll pause there because I, I really want to dig into Thor's arc in this film. It, it's interesting and in, on a lot of different levels. Just on the first. Turning Chris Hemsworth into comic relief is interesting because it's like sometime a little before Ragnarok, Marvel figured out, oh, Chris Hemsworth is really funny in addition to being physically perfect. It's it was Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah. And um, and from he there, the they, part of that movie. It, it, it's like you want to step beyond the comedy of, of uh, Taika Waititi and they just sort of let him loose. They also... It's such an interesting commentary on like the evolution of gays in the MCU because obviously it started out fairly conventionally, uh, even up through Iron Man two. You had you know Black Widow doing pose fighting in uh, in, in you know her unzipped uniform, and then it slowly oh, seemed to G A Z E. G A Z E. Oh yeah, I thought, I thought you said gay. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Let, let, yeah, sorry, the gays is in male gays versus female okay. gays, okay. and I know there's a whole discussion. They're lesbians. Lesbians. <laughs> That, I think that's the joke of that's that's the joke of the series right there. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Lee. You, you won. You won, Snooty and Goon. Um, <laughs> but like, there's this transition with where Marvel figured out, oh, if we give it, if we just show as much beefcake on the screen as possible, we're gonna get so much more money. <laughs> and then there's just this complete reversal with Chris Hemsworth, their flagship beefcake, being. Beyond dad bod. 
just love uh, him with um the I I never remember their names. The two aliens from Ragnarok, uh, Rock Borg and, and Meek. Yeah, just in their playing Fortnite and for threatening little kids over the headside for insulting his friend. Uh, the fact that Fortnite is supposedly going to be popular still in five years is the most unbelievable thing about this yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, there are half as many developers now, so... <laughs> yeah, but every one of them is putting out a Battle Royale game every other month. Yes, but half of them are dead. So... <laughs> maybe that a little is, stagnation. That is true, yeah. Turns uh, out that might actually help the AAA industry, At the though. same time, though, like, Thor had the most interesting emotional arc in this film. It's something that had been building since the very beginning, where... He was heralded as this, as this like historically classical hero, something like the classic Hercules. He is imbued with power, and he is capital G good, and that doesn't, and that finally breaks him because it just doesn't work. He's lost everything over and over again, and finally sticking to this this heroic path has led him to nothing, and he just falls apart. But then his mother being the one who comes to him. I loved that so much. The, yes. the funniest part is I I have given this advice to many people over many years. And to hear a Marvel character say it was very disconcerting when she said, just be who you are. Which is probably the best advice you can get in the real world. I think you've given me that advice before. I have. I legitimately teared up at that moment, like, oh, Mama Thor. No, Frigg, Frigg was wonderful in this. I also love that, you know, he goes off to join the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end. So he I, has Guardians of the Galaxy. I really hope he'll be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume I, I, 3. So, Professor, since this was your moment, did you have anything to cap off the discussion of Thor, then? No, no, I'm talking about Thor, not Cap. <laughs> Put a capstone on it. Okay, that, that's better. <laughs> okay. Uh, No. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, back to the round, back to the roundabout roundtable. Uh, Goon, um, oh, give us another moment. Non-final battle. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of really great, uh, like smaller character moments. I loved, but the one I gotta call out is when Scott finds his daughter again. Because mm -hmm. I was so terrified that she was, that she had gotten snapped. And then when he knocks the door and she something, had that very short, quiet touch reunion. I'm like, oh, something happy. The more heart-wrenching thing is that she wasn't snapped, so she doesn't just get to come back magically like Peter and mysteriously all of his high school friends. <laughs> you have to assume, actually, it's only some of his high school friends. The rest of just, those are the kids Just the who, ones that matter. Just the, the named characters. Those are the ones who got dusted, and now all the other kids wandering around are like, why, why are there so many? Who are you people? We the, didn't grow yeah, up with the you. The six of us were held back five years. <laughs> our, our memes are so old. <laughs> None of them are dank. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Thor's so dummy thick, his ass claps to alert the guards. <laughs> um, the, the I, I think there were a lot of really good character moments. I think probably one of my favorite, though, was the introduction of Smart Hulk. That was really great. <laughs> the Smart Hulk, Smart Hulk arc, not only because it's great for this film, but because they've been, they've been making a low-key... Hulk movie in the background of a bunch of different movies now because they can't make their own Hulk movie. Because they always fall apart. But Smart Hulk is delightfully funny. He's, what is it? It's a man who has gone, I no longer have anything to fear or ever feel insecure about ever again. And so, yeah, well, I'll take pictures with people, and I'm just, I'm just happy to talk to my friends. And <laughs> mountains of food at the diner. <laughs> it's, uh, his interactions with people, even when he does get mad, 
when it when Nat dies, when he's the one who decides to put the gauntlet on, all of those show such an evolution for Banner and the Hulk. Ruffalo's and, an amazing Hulk. Yeah, the the fact that his personality is actually the integration of them. He gets angry, but he doesn't have to destroy everything around him. <laughs> the he, bit when he's just like, hitting cars because he's oh, just supposed to go <laughs> smash them. Uh, like, nobody uh, should realize I'm from the future. I think it's I gratuitous. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, it took me half a movie to figure out what was weirding me out about about Ruffalo, uh, Smart Hulk. He has body hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That was weird. Like, he had... Uh, he's he's got dad bod in this movie. Like, yeah, he is. He's got that, that is some, that is some female bod. gay shit going on yeah. there. That, that's ripped dad bod. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So Lee, what do you got? Oh shit. Um, I've been listening to people. I haven't been thinking. Yeah, Smart Hulk was gonna be mine, but so now I'm scrambling. For, I, I've got another one. We'll see if you take it. Here. After the number oh, of times you've done that to me. <laughs> oh shit. Um, let let's go with uh. There, there's, I I really appreciated how. Like the first act of this film just really took its time to like sit with the characters in their grief. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something I would have expected. Like if you told me like when the first Avengers movie came out that we would be spending an entire hour with these characters, uh, seven years later, just having them deal with the consequences of failure, that is a gutsy move yeah well uh, and not just them but the rest of the world too cap uh-huh. in his grief counseling with the guy talking about having gone on a date and yeah. just the gibbon no it's one point both of us cried during this because everybody probably does every day yeah the, the fact that uh, and supposed action adventure series based around the idea of fun and bright colors Spends an hour with just people being sad and talking to each other. Yeah, I really like that's the, amazing. I really like the uh, Black Widow scene there, where you see she's just barely holding it together. Mm. Yeah. Well, or the one where Tony has walked away from it all and has actually Tony's made a life for himself yeah. out of tragedy, which is bonkers. In this whole new world, this is what it took for him to realize what he really wanted to be. And it wasn't just a hero. It wasn't just a billionaire playboy philanthropist. He wanted to be a dad. He wanted to be his dad, which is why that scene with him and his dad in the 70s was also Mm -hmm. so important when he went. You really, I only really remember the good stuff. And I also liked how it wasn't, it was him seeing the picture of him and Peter Mm -hmm. that, you know, in Spurtenbeck's record, someone who he considered a surrogate son. Yeah. I, I was actually I was just listening to uh, Team Four Stars review before we started recording, and they pointed out something I thought was really interesting: is that Tony doesn't want to even try until he sees that until he's reminded of something that he lost, something that's important to him. Mm-hmm. So the decision to go for the Infinity Stones back in the time heist is still an intrinsically selfish one. Absolutely, Tony didn't have a hugely transformative arc oh, yeah. throughout any of the Marvel movies. I, and, and, and well, he he became more he, he became more aware of what his actions were doing to the world. Exactly, he, he still remained an intrinsically selfish character, which I love. A selfish mm-hmm. and arrogant character, but one who is committed to making the world better. One who the way he saw it exactly. <laughs> well, and, and his change is incremental across films. It's mm-hmm. not like like even even it's not uh, like quills, for instance. Right, and and like you mean quails? No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like even even in Iron Man three, which is the one where I would argue he undergoes the most change, uh, it it's it's not him being changed so much that it it hints at this idea that he could step away. But of course he's Tony Stark. He that's that's what his fault is. He literally can't do it. He won't let himself. Yeah. Although it did leave me wondering why he was building Pepper a Iron Iron Man suit for her birthday or anniversary, whatever it was. He's fucking bored. And yeah, he's, probably. You know, he's also still incredibly paranoid. Yeah. Let's be and honest. I'm glad we got to see her use it. Fuck yeah, the rescue suit. As much as I'm not a big fan of Gwyneth Paltrow, it was really cool. Now yeah, you gotta wonder, suit. did he leave a suit behind for when Morgan grows up? God no. But she might take one anyway. Yeah. There's got to be suits everywhere. I'm sure you like you you pull up a couch cushion and there's a folded up Iron Man suit underneath there. Seriously, that's let's, where I left let's that. Let's get that one where Morgan's grown up digging through dad's stuff and finds some plans to make the Iron Maiden suit. Well, or Ironheart, which is you know making that Tony's daughter. That character is not a difficult thing to do. Yeah. At the same time, you could also have Stature, Scott's daughter, show up. Um, Clint's daughter, who also was briefly a, a Hawkeye character. Uh, I Hawkeye. think they've talked about doing that for the Hawkeye TV show on Disney+. Yeah, that, that's, that's what they've got I was unaware that. of that existence of that until yep. today. Yeah, that, that's happening. Uh, the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is happening, which is going to be awesome. I'm intrigued as to the Vision and Wanda, because that probably takes place in the 50s. Yeah, what, so. I'm, what I'm guessing that's about is that it's it's some sort of psychic projection that Wanda's making to make herself feel good. Oh god, no, it's gonna be her version of House of M. Yay, House of V! Oh, everything is awful again. And that's why the, the name of the show is WandaVision, not Wanda and Vision. Yes. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Either way, I'm strongly tempted to get a Disney Plus subscription now just to see these shows. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be getting one. I'm a sap. Uh, I'm, I'm joining the corporate empire. I'll steal it from the internet. <laughs> Um, I guess the the moment I want to add then would be the the behind the scenes aftermath that we get from the first Avengers. Just everything from the moment where where uh, Tony says, "Okay, everybody, we can stop posing," <laughs> <laughs> and then onwards, everything in the background that happens, and all of the time shenanigans that are allowed to happen with that, with like Tony give uh, Tony instructing Ant Man how to give himself a heart attack. Cap fighting Cap, the like the Hulk and that's America's stuff. ass. That is that <laughs> is America's ass. Thor restarting Tony's heart. I didn't know if that would work. Which <laughs> <laughs> is such a Thor thing. <laughs> I, I liked it when you know Loki took on the t- appearance of Captain America was mocking him. That, that was such a great seating for like the fight between Cap and Cap, and yeah. it, mm-hmm. just a clever and and a great callback to when he was when uh, Chris Evans guest starred in Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. Also for the fact that oh. Loki might still be alive for upcoming movies. Uh, well, he's getting his own show. So. Oh, yeah. Again, <laughs> thing I was unaware of. Yeah, Which kind of bums me out because I like Loki's character at the end of Ragnarok. I, I love the arc he had, and now we're back to evil asshole Loki while still no, 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 a no. fun bad guy. Uh, so they, Selfish, so, confused Loki. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Marvel actually changed some stuff on their website for the his for Loki's official bio. Oh. Apparently, he was controlled by the by the scepter mm. now in in Avengers, and so well, which is some grade A bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's very comic book. I was about yeah. to say, you know what? As stupid as that is. It's a retcon, and you can't have a comic book without mm-hmm. a retcon. They're always there, yeah. But basically, the premise of this Loki show is that he's, like, popping up throughout Earth's history. So it's basically going to be Loki Gump. You know, I'm okay with that, actually. Quantum Loki? 
Yeah. I, I can get behind this. Oh, boy. Tom, I think Tom Middleton is charming enough to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you guys have enough in the tank for one more go-around, or should we go for uh, stuff you might have changed? I can do I, one more go I got, I got one more. Ooh. Okay. Uh, professor? Oh, shit. Let's reverse directions, then. Uh, yeah, Lee, I, take it away. Yeah, I, I'm going to play a reverse card. <laughs> I, I, I want to call out, uh, surprisingly, Nebula. Of, of all characters... Yes. Yeah. Of, How have we not mentioned her yet? Of, of all the characters in this movie, I, I can't believe Nebula got as much as she did. Like, it's, it's so fascinating to me watching her, like, deal with the subtle ways in which she's changed. But, like, like they're subtle, but when you compare who she was at the beginning of Guardians to who she is now, it is such a gulf yeah like Mm, watching her have to deal with that past and then ultimately kill her former self that was like amazing character work (laughs) on karen gillen she made that on the nose metaphorically speaking but it works oh absolutely (laughs) that and the play well like just the fact that she cared about tony the fact that he is dying oh yeah no that she is clearly not yes she's she's still recognizably the character she started out as but you see that growth in motion here when they're playing the, the paper, paper football, football and her first response is to go ah stab you <laughs> <laughs> like no no we're just playing the game and, and no that look on her face when she won you look like that's the first time she probably won at something I, I or love... that somebody just straight out said no you won yeah. good job mm-hmm. yeah it's just <laughs> hanging out with her in, in like a, a competition where life and death is not on the line here <laughs> it's just for fun it's just for fun <laughs> and 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 in that we got another surrogate parent surrogate child situation with Tony like that does definitely become his role within the Marvel universe for a lot of people mm. well now he's Jesus yeah um <laughs> yeah you'll rise in the third movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to pick something out of character just to be surprising but I'm not I'm going to go with uh the Hawkeye and Black Widow fight to who gets to make the heroic sacrifice the fact that it was a legitimate, no, 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 we are trying to knock each other out to be the one who doesn't have to live with the other person dying because we both feel so much profound guilt over who we are and what we've done and feel that this is atonement moment for them. The fact that you have two characters who are both so desperate for atonement that they're willing to do that as well as the contrast between how Thanos gets the soul stone Versus how they do. Thanos murders someone because that's all Thanos knows how to do. Even what he loves, he murders. As he said, he is an inevitability. Th- but of Thanos. course, Nat was the right choice because Clint has a family. <laughs> I, it, it's not terribly shocking that that was the route they went. Yeah. I, it allows them to do more with that character. Also, I, Scarlett Johansson has really wanted to do a Black Widow movie very obviously from day one. If you look at the recent movies she's done since she became Black Widow. Haven't they confirmed a Black Widow movie? They have. Yeah, I'm guessing that means they'll probably take place somewhere earlier it's, in the it's timeline. A, it's a prequel, and my, my running theory on that, they've, they've cast uh, Florence Pugh in, in, a, in a mystery role. What I'm assuming they're going to do is like set it sort of like half prequel, half modern day, and make it a sort of like torch-passing movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Who's Florence Pugh? Uh an actress. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> she, she has done movie. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but that scene, the the going from the the as you mentioned, Lee, there's like four turnarounds in this 
started from the beginning of them doing the. I both think we both know who has to be. We're not. We're both saying it has to be me, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. Like the, we're we're not talking about the same person, are we? No, we're no, not. This is this is this is gonna be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Red Skull's just sitting there the whole time watching it happen, going. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I've got eternity to kill. Yeah, this is entertaining. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just sit here and stare at rocks. He's probably named them all at this point. What do you think, Johan? I was just about to make that joke. <laughs> what do you think, Johan? Johan is my favorite rock this century. <laughs> all right, um, another favorite of mine. Um, gonna go with something probably easy to predict. The sappy Captain America happy ending. I was afraid Cap was going to die in this movie. I was legitimately surprised at how low of a kill count the good guys had for permadeaths in this. But just the fact that Captain America finally got his happy ending and got to be with Peggy. Sure, time travel hijinks were involved. The space-time space continuum probably took one right up the ass for it, but... It, it actually doesn't uh, It actually doesn't harm the continuity at all because uh, we don't really see much of Peggy after the events of the... Uh, of the Agent Carter show, yeah. so so, so yes. it's like Cap could just be hanging out in the background. Yeah, and just I I was so happy that he finally got that rest the character's been after since the end of the first Captain America movie. It, it felt a little hinky as far as the rules of time travel that the movie had established. Like when you go back, you don't really create an alternate timeline, except you kind of do if you change something. But if Cap had always been there, it was fine. But like, where did the new shield come from? <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I was like, like wondering said, the same thing, but like, but my response was, eh, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, like, it, it's a little, it's like, it doesn't quite work, but you don't care because the emotion of the moment is completely Yeah, sold. just, yeah, the look on Sam's face when Cap gives him the shield. I'm like, okay, where's the next Captain America movie yeah, with it's Sam? Just like, how does it feel? Like, it's someone else's? It's not. Mm. I was waiting for him to say that or that'll pass. Cap... This is made of papier-mâché. Ukrainian's <laughs> <laughs> really hard to get. <laughs> the old folk center has its two arts and crafts, okay? What do you expect? You know, the thing is, though, we don't know when they went back to drop the stones off, how mm. long it was. So maybe he went sometime, like, his three months later. Those three months, he popped back up and went, Quick, T'Challa, give me another goddamn shield! Okay. <laughs> we, we have these lying around. <laughs> <laughs> the children play with these. They are frisbees. <laughs> <laughs> well, he... Uh, uh, Tony's daughter was going to use it as a sled. Yeah. <laughs> but no, ultimately, I don't care where the shield came from. I don't care that, you know, Cap went back and apparently just ignored all the bad shit that happened. <laughs> he so, got his happy ending. Fine. So many dead butterflies. <laughs> well, because he knew that, that he knew that you know, while he was ignoring the bad shit, he was still out there fighting the bad shit. That would be weirdly, like... No, no, no. Don't you feel a responsibility? Yes, that's why I'm doing that. I'm also having a beer. So. And also, by the time like the, by the, time, like, the <laughs> event, like the first Big Ben was coming out, he was already an old man at that point. Just, he was old. Just he was tired. The, sitting on his front porch with his hand down his pants, the front of his pants and uh, a beer in one hand. It's just like, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> Peggy, beer! Hey, Peggy, look on TV. the beer at his head, let's be honest. I remember that punch. That one hurt. Look at TV, Peggy. That's America's ass. Peggy, we need to cancel our vacation to Sokovia. This is not a good time. All right, well, Professor, it's come back around to you. All right. Uh, I really like seeing the opening to Guardians of the Galaxy from the outside. <laughs> yeah, yes, that yes. was great. That so, was so, yeah. goodness. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 
<laughs> Which, when when Rhodey just punches Quill in the back of that dong, out you go. Wait, it's taking a solid, it's taking a solid beam of metal to yeah. that head. No, I'm not arguing that it wouldn't. That's not how that works. with an aluminum baseball bat. <laughs> it's just hilarious to see the interruption to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a lot different with the, with the music on the inside of the head, yeah. <laughs> which then made me flash flash that the other scene at the end when yo he when Quill meets Past Gamora, she's just like him was either him or the tree. <laughs> you see, you missed it the first time, but then the second, <laughs> <laughs> got them both. <laughs> yeah, I, um, and just I guess uh, for mine, it would just have to be all the little character moments that you never would have gotten in, in the individual projects, like. Rhodey hanging out with uh, with Nebula and went like Rocket and trading, Rocket, Rocket <laughs> hanging out with Thor, Rocket you know trading barbs with Captain Marvel, like Captain Marvel teasing Spider Man as he's lying on the ground. I, I love that fear. so much. Yeah. That just really nice, kind smile on her face, like the I kid. <laughs> hey Peter Parker, you have something for me? <laughs> I do. Like, my suit just killed like, like 50 things. It was weird. Like, I, I love when he activated Insta Kill mode for the first time. <laughs> Peter Parker taking a tour through the battlefield, like talking to Valkyrie. Hey, I'm Peter. It's really nice to meet you. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the, the I got this. I got this. I do not got this. <laughs> Just the, yeah. The, that's what uh, I mean. Even going forward, that's what Avengers movies should be. These big sandbox events where you throw characters together who would otherwise have no business being together. That's that is what summer events are supposed to be. The, I, Ideally, that's not what they've become. I was going to say, you know what? I kind of feel like the third X-Men movie was trying really hard to do this. Because yeah. I've always defended that movie on the basis of, not every hundred issues or so of the X-Men comics, what happens? They all get together and have a giant battle royale. Mm -hmm. This feels like a successful version of that. You know what? Going back to our conversation way earlier in the episode about not hating every moment of a movie, <laughs> I, as much as I dislike X3, X-Men United, um, or no, was that X2? Yeah, X3 X2. was Last Stand. Uh, oh, X-Men 3 was the Last Stand, thank yeah. you. X3, The Last Stand. Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Nailed it. I, yeah. like, I hate Brendan What's-His-Face. <laughs> Nicholas Holt? Nicholas Holt, thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. But he's shiny and chrome, and oh, he'll live forever in Valhalla. Oh God! <laughs> I liked I liked him in uh, in Mad Max. I hate him in the X Men movies because he's phoning it in, and he can't even be bothered to be blue most well, of the time. Everyone's phoning it in in those movies at this point. That's yeah. true. I I didn't, wasn't necessarily. I'm singling him out because Kelsey Grammer did such a better job as Beast. I don't think the kids are phoning it in in that movie. The older actors are all phoning it in. When you see the girl who played Storm, um, Sansa Stark, um, they're doing their best. I think he's phoning it in because he's been in better shit. Absolutely. Yeah. No, like I said, the older actors who are there who are clearly... I mean, Holt's the same age, which is... Really? He, he's like he's like our age. Yeah, I'm almost 40. Okay, he's my age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my point being, those movies, as boring and dull and terrible as they have been so far... And have been there's almost two different movies going on within them because the kid who plays quicksilver for instance he's engaging oh sure um it's because the script likes him best yeah <laughs> with cause <laughs> oh right you get to be fun huh okay <laughs> I, again not really defending those movies age of apocalypse was 
Why do they keep making X-Men movies where we watch the X-Men do anything but be the X-Men? Uh, all right, so um, so this episode doesn't last for fucking ever. Uh, why don't we just go around, um, like, one thing that, like, not necessarily a low point, but something that maybe didn't resonate with you. So, I mean, e- even though I, I agree that the amount that Captain Marvel was used was good, like, they didn't overuse her, and, the, and like, I don't dislike this, it's just, like the part that I enjoyed the least, but I still enjoyed it. She seemed too much of a MacGuffin for this movie. Just, oh, we need a way to save Tony from space, Captain Marvel. Oh, we need a way to turn the tide in the final battle, Captain Marvel. I will give the saving Tony from space with the, how did they, she find them? But whatever. <laughs> she lives in space. She, 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 she knows the neighborhood space. well. Yes. Space is not very big. No, no. <laughs> She was just cruising around, <laughs> saw a ship. Your I think, fucking face. I think you just got caused an aneurysm. <laughs> there's like what eight planets? <laughs> there used to be nine, and now there's only eight. The number of times just the last month I've said to my astronomy class, "Space is big," <laughs> <laughs> but narratively, space just isn't that big. <laughs> I mean, look how quickly Ray found Luke at, at the end of uh, The Force Awakens. It was like a two-second hyperspace jump. It's like, oh, bloop, bloop, we're there. She had a map directly to the planet he was on. Yeah, and it took no time at all. You've got a map to Istanbul. How quickly can you get there? If I can move faster than the speed of light, pretty quickly. <laughs> okay, you've hey. got a map to Alpha Centauri. How quickly can you get there? If I can move faster than the speed of light, pretty quickly. Hey, if the Muppets can get anywhere by traveling by map like that, then the freaking people in Star Wars can do it too. Also, doesn't it mean it would seem like it was really fast because you're breaking the speed of light and time gets all screwy at that point? Yeah. So, I mean... He'd have been dead. Like, oh, yeah. very, very dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just a skeleton. skeleton. <laughs> and everybody else. Like, what good news, the First Order's been gone for 3,000 years. Now we have the Third Order. <laughs> what do they do? Mostly make doilies. It's kind of no, It's Star Wars, so it's always the same thing. It's, it's always Nazis. Yeah. It's always space Nazis. The Sith. But they I still make you. doilies. I told you, you'd be surprised where they pop up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Goon, what do you got for... Uh, not necessarily a low point, but a lesser point. This is hard. Uh, but I gotta go with, um, I understood this was going to happen, but I was kind of bummed that a lot of the heroes were just wait, didn't get to make their reappearance until the third act battle. Mm-hmm. I know why, and just it worked with the story and everything, but even though this was the big wrap-up to 11 years of story, the fact that so many of them were just there for the fight scene and nothing else was a little bit of a letdown. I think that was kind of part of the point, though, too, was yeah. that this was a handing off of the torch, and so focusing on those... The original, original Avengers. Avengers, yeah. yeah. But again, I'm not, again, like, not a complaint, and I understand why, but it just would have been nice to see a bit more of them, because mm. I fucking love Shuri. I, I want more of Shuri. No, I agree, no. Uh, I did love when T'Challa and walking, family just walked out of the portal. Like, walking out of the oh. hole with their little... <laughs> cat blast <laughs> and then the army of Wakanda behind him's like but uh, you can ask the people around me my thoughts was fuck I love Wakanda I, I had to I had to explain to my parents like the cat blaster thing when they, like so my mom saw it on the poster and she's like I don't know if I want to see it because it looks kind of dumb it's like 
No, that's completely part of her character. She's a teenage genius. She just made her blasters look like cats because it was funny. And, <laughs> and it's the big cultural thing yeah. for them, too. I, I, also, I, I did like that part, though, when because you got to see all the sorcerers pop out and go, oh, right, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of forget. <laughs> uh, we're, we're around to protect reality. Well, guess we're up. <laughs> yes! Wong! <laughs> Wong, what, you wanted more? <laughs> Any interaction between Wong and Strange is to be enjoyed. (laughs) Benedict Wong does a great job with the part. (laughs) So very different from what Wong is in the comics in all the best ways. He's so much better. (laughs) All right, Uh, Cam, what do you got? So mine is going to be incredibly nitpicky. Um, (laughs) During the final battle scene, I did not feel like it was incredibly well choreographed out. There was a lot of people just kind of popping up where they needed to be to keep the action going. In particular, one really, what stuck out to me is egregious moment of it. When Ant-Man and Wasp are off fixing the van time machine, and then they pop over and they're talking to, uh, they're looking at um, Spider-Man as he's grabbing the gauntlet from Hawkeye, and you see Giant-Man in the background punching another flying space whale. I didn't know bilocation was something ants could do. Quantum realm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ants do that all the relocating. time. <laughs> it turns out he's also Dr. Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> quantum, quantum, quantum. For, for what was a very fun and enjoyable battle scene, the actual fighting in it fell a little flat, I felt. Um, maybe it's just because we've seen all these characters in combat so much previously that a little bit of that wow factor has kind of rubbed off at this point. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of dark. It was kind of muddy. You didn't really see a lot. Like The final fight from Infinity War, I felt, was much more well choreographed to watch. Yeah, I'm kind of honest. You just when it was uh, Cap versus Thanos one-on-one. I thought that was really well yeah, done. Again, not that this... Again, this is me being yeah. nitpicky. It's not that it was a bad fight. You scene. know, just like just... the big fun about it compared to that one smaller battle. Exactly. Situation. The stuff that was going on around them was seemed to be very much kind of afterthoughty put in after. Okay, we've got the we got Cap and Thanos fighting. Oh crap, we need background. Um, there we go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly disagree with you about uh, about Thor's arc. Okay. Uh, because I agree that it's it's interesting. To, to see him sort of deal with what he's told his destiny was versus, like, who he's who he should be because that's who he is. Like, mm-hmm. that's an interesting dynamic. I think where the movie stumbles a little bit with him is in terms of tone because I think they discovered that, that Chris Hemsworth can be funny and they leaned so far into him being funny that, like, the, the times when it shifts over to him being dramatic, it's a little bit jarring. It... That may have also been the fat Thor, too. I I was actually going to agree with you completely. You took my thing, because I think the execution uh, wasn't quite what it needed to be. Please, continue. Yeah, it's, it's, well, and, like, the the fat Thor thing, like, it's definitely a joke at first, and I don't feel like they'd lean on it overly much. Um, Like, if they did, I probably would like Fat Thor a lot less. The fact that he gets to actually fight as Fat Thor is awesome. Oh yeah, I was wondering if they were just gonna I, undo it when I, I grabbed the hammer. I kept something. expecting like he'd pick up Stormbreaker and then suddenly he's you and know he, Chris he Hemsworth again. He's yeah. delicious, uh, Chris Hemsworth. I was again. expecting that, but I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because um, even though even Fat Thor could still kick a lot of ass, because he's still a god. He's still got muscles under that fat. 
it kind of it kind of did bother me a little bit with Thor's R two, where if you look at him throughout the entire movies, they basically just undid his entire arc from the first movie. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's not an egregious issue, but no. it's it's something that that's like noticeable. It be- makes that first movie feel very like why was like okay, you guys I- clearly didn't know what you were doing with. Well, no, it, because they they tried. I mean, they hired Kenneth Branagh to, to direct that. It's like it's Shakespeare. It's Shakespearean drama. That first movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's one of my favorites of yeah. the Marvel movies. I mean, it's, probably two or three. Okay, I'm I I disagree with that, but you know what? You're you're entitled to be wrong. I not, agree with not that. saying best, saying um, one of my favorites. Difference between those two things. Agree, very much. I okay. I agree with him too. Doctor Strange is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's not one of the best. All right. Um. But yeah. Thor, Thor, I felt like could have been more tonally consistent. I guess is. I, I think that was a lot of it was because they were trying to figure out what to do with him. Though they knew they were going to do the Avengers, so they had to have Thor. And the first movie was them trying to make him Thor from the comic books, mm-hmm. and then realizing that doesn't really work for a sustainable thing. Well, and like <laughs> the, the the point of this, like the 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 narrative resolution of this film centers primarily around Cap and Tony. Yeah. Uh, and Thor is one of, like, the main three, but I still think they want to keep making movies with him because they finally figured out how to make Thor work in these movies. So... Which is why he's joined the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So... Which I hope is the name of the next movie. I really it won't, won't be. It won't, it won't it be. It will be said if he is in it. Yeah. Probably yeah. more than once. I'm... And honestly, I... I kind of doubt it based on the fact that it's a James Gunn movie and then he's he tends to keep he's probably the most auteury of any of the Marvel Marvel directors he's he's been the one allowed to be yeah Yeah. (laughs) because they didn't care about Guardians of the Galaxy when they first it's like and we just need something to fill out phase two here well this we'll 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 hire this trauma guy to make something weird yeah (laughs) and then it turned out oh Apparently, if you give people from Troma money, they can do really cool oh, things. Oh, fuck. People liked it. What do we do? <laughs> Crap. Okay, well, we've got funny Star Wars now to deal with, I guess. Um, God. No, I, I agree with you completely on the execution of Thor's arc. I think, it, in theory, it works much better than it does as it actually appears on the screen. Um, but I still think it, it, it almost works on the screen. Not it quite. It works. It's just not as good as it could be, would be how I would phrase it. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think then for the one, the one thing that didn't work for me then, um, well, it would have been that. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we will pick, uh, just the, how much of Hulk's arc was skipped over it. It, I mean, I, I love where we landed with Hulk. I love what we got in the end, but it feels like such a huge departure. There's such a huge gap. In what, where, where, like Hulk ended in the last film, and then where he starts out in this one. The never him dealing with the fact that he lost. Yeah, it, no. it, the, the fact that it all happens off screen, and like it felt like there was this big dichotomy between Hulk and Banner that was that was building to something we would get to see, but then we just get it's resolved. Uh, Banner is Banner and Hulk are at peace with each other. They are one person. That's the end, which I love, but I'm disappointed we didn't get to see any of it. Yeah, yeah I'm not agree. getting to see them get there. That could have possibly worked for a good Hulk movie. And and again, they they can't they won't make a Hulk movie. Um, I I think it's is it Paramount. It's Paramount. Paramount has a right of first refusal on uh, the rights to a uh, uh, any new Hulk movie. Oh, I I did not know they, that. Paramount made most of the money off of the Incredible Hulk. Hmm. 
I do think that would probably well, be one of the Disney best ways. Wasn't, Disney yeah, didn't own Marvel Disney yet. didn't own Marvel at that point. One of the best ways to do a Hulk movie would be something like that. It's the same problem you have with Superman. Him fighting things isn't that interesting. Yeah. He's going to win by the very nature of the character. Oh, no, and, and I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, business-wise, we are not going to get a no. Hulk movie until Disney buys Paramount. So give it another six months. Six years. <laughs> Disney likes to do this slowly. When we are all the Disney. Um, yeah, if they do it too fast, then they get hit with, it with antitrust suits. Uh, not under this administration. No, yeah, no not right now. Oh no, antitrust suit. Here's $3 billion. Go away. Yeah. Just, just go. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, uh, actually, can I say one more nitpicky thing that just popped into my head? Please do. Okay, so one thing that I noticed that in Infinity War, we found out that. You know, to wield the power of the Infinity Stones, that was how to go to the god make the god woman making dwarf to create the Infinity yep. Gauntlet. Yep. But apparently, Tony Stark can just do it with a, with a normal Iron Man glove. Oh no, that in a cave with a box of scraps. No, no, no. That first one he made was clearly a specially made one, mm. and then the second one was we're gonna go nanites. Yeah, no, again, just <laughs> not a problem. It's more just something like the. Barely just an Iron Man glove equals, you know, God weapon. Much like quantum solves a lot of problems, <laughs> nanite solves uh, yeah, a lot too. Yeah, he, he obviously integrated pin particles into the Iron Man gauntlet to allow it to... And, and even then, when he, he also used pin particles in his own new gauntlet so that when he stole the stones off of Thanos, which was a great moment, we did a that time. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was just a really, really minor... And then quantum, quantum, moment. quantum, and the universe is... Oh yeah, just the, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> The, 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 that was another great moment for Thanos when he snaps his fingers and nothing happens. He's like, mm -hmm. the fuck? Did I not put the batteries in this thing? Like, I know when Doctor Strange held up like one finger. That's like Stark was going to take one of the stones. Like he had grabbed one stone off and that was going to be what kept it from happening. No, he got them all! <laughs> another possibility is that the gauntlet was required to use the stones without killing herself. Mm. And so maybe, uh, so maybe Stark knew that he could still use them, but he was he was gonna kill himself. That, from a comic book level logic, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think I think the idea in the films is that Thanos is powerful enough to wield it without killing himself, and that's the idea of what's well, going on. Like, I mean, though it just, does also yeah. appear to hurt like a well, I did just rewatch I did just rewatch Infinity War last night, and the dwarf character I'm blanking on his name simply said that Thanos came to us to make a weapon capable of harnessing the power of all. Oh, of them. All right. his name is Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Poor Peter Dinklage. Even when he's a giant, he's still a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, let's do that thumb thing. Um, I'm going to give it thumbs. Uh, go see this movie if you haven't. I can't imagine why you'd be listening if you haven't. Um, I love this movie. Uh, all of the thumbs that I have. In fact, I'm going to hop into the quantum realm to go back in time and steal past Goon's thumbs to give this movie even more thumbs. You have to put those back. <laughs> You'll create branches, branches of thumbs. Thumbs will cascade throughout space-time. Oh, and we'll have to quantum, quantum, no, quantum. I refuse to fight any more Cronenbergian nightmares. <laughs> that happen often to you? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> have you ever seen an entire planet made of thumbs? <laughs> it haunts you. All right, so yes, just two thumbs all the way up. This was a love letter to the MCU and a fantastic, well, mostly, and we still have the Spider-Man, which is the, the official end of Phase 4, from what I've been told, but... Three. I thought this was Phase 4. No, it is Phase 4. We're in phase three. Are we? Oh, no, no. You know, you're right. You are oh, yeah, absolutely is. correct. This, this is, is the, the fourth Avengers movie, yep. but... Right. Yeah, You're correct. I do think mixed up between them saying the end of phase three and the beginning of phase four, I'm like, get my numbers mixed up. So, yes, yep. just... Well, 
Far From Home is the official end of Phase 3. three. Endgame is still the end of it. It is the love letter to everything that has come before. And... Far From Home is the epilogue. Yes. Mm. I'm going to give both of my thumbs and the thumb from uh, Thanos' severed hand. And it's so easy to get there because space is so small. You know, you can probably punch Snitty before Captain actually breaks the table over his head. I have no problem with that. No, my ignorance is my own cross to bear, and that's probably vengeance enough. Is it, though? Yeah. Is it? So, I, I also give it two thumbs. It's not my favorite Avengers movie. Gasp! Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I'll actually I, agree with you. Yeah, I still no, think the first one is the best Yeah, one. I can um, agree to that, actually. But uh, but this is, like, remarkably solid. Um, I just did a ranking that that's going to go up online pretty soon and i think this ended up being like number four or number five on on like total mcu i'm very happy with how this turned out um i've got a box of nazi thumbs i'm gonna give it all of those as well as my two don't ask where the box is from Nazis. i wasn't going to no 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 the oh, box isn't from nazis oh oh, oh sorry okay. <laughs> that'd be gross <laughs> you have to put the Bleeding from the box would just be unpleasant all right well that's an aggregate thumbs out of thumbs from snooty and goon and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Snooty and Goon collectively. Uh, we, are, we are all Snooty and Goon. Uh, but mostly me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with myself as being a little more Snooty. <sighs> Don't worry, Goon. I have a surprise for you. Okay. Hey, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making it down this mountain. I'm both excited and scared at the same time. I'm we, scared We all knew we were both going to die here. Yeah, I assumed it would be with each other's hands around our throats. It still can be. Uh, suppose. <laughs> uh, so anybody got any trailers they want to talk about? Anything you're excited coming up for the summer of 2019 or beyond? Secret Life of Pets 2. Can't wait. Oh boy, Illumination can Studios. You, Captain, can you punch him too? Just I, cut the episode there. <laughs> I, I, I actually like Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Well, I, this, this has been an episode full of surprises. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was cute. <laughs> I love the uh, I love the scene in Secret Life of Pets where the dog sits in front of the door and won't let the woman that owns him leave until she watches him masturbate. <laughs> Don't recall that scene. Lucy K joke. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm so glad he's back. He he's definitely served his time, like 13 months away from the public eye, and now he's doing sets again, unannounced sets where he just walks onto the stage at comedy clubs. Oh, wow. And his jokes are like alt-right nonsense now. Yeah. Remind me to really throw changed, a shot glass at his head. Really changed his tune from that. Mm. <laughs> Turns out when you get caught doing all the things you've said that's terrible, you might just decide to double down and just become the worst person ever for real. Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, okay, besides Secret Life of Pets 2, which we're all really excited about. Oh, yes. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters yep. looks fucking rad. I'm, I'm always, uh, I like uh, Eleven, so it'll be interesting to see her in something else. And the monsters seem like less of a threat since she can just use her psychic powers to kill them. I'll be, you, tell me you wouldn't be thrilled at that. No, bullshit. If she only looks at Rodan and he explodes. <laughs> that would actually be pretty in keeping with the old Godzilla movies. And awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's just some psychic kid. Act three, they'll develop powers and help what? Godzilla win the day. Yeah, why not? We've got two fairies who hang out with Mothra. We've got psychic kids, whatever. Making senses for chumps. <laughs> I really want the Mothra kid, uh, the Mothra ladies they're to in come there. back. Oh, nice. No, they're in there. They show Mothra rising and you can see two humans standing to either side. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Monsters are dumb and I love them. <laughs> you are the best. You can punch him forever. 
Alright, I'm, I'm gonna put this on off. It's not a trailer. It's actually dropped on Netflix recently, but I just want to talk about it for a brief second. Watch The Unicorn Store, Brie Larson's directorial debut. It is just delightful and will make you feel better about life. I've heard if really only briefly. I haven't heard that of that one, actually. Uh, basically, a girl who failed out of art school is working a shitty job and gets the chance to buy a unicorn. Huh. Yeah. By from Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I choose to I choose to believe that Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson are just good friends in real life now. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with that. Now, now I, I I just want to envision that as as Samuel L. Jackson being really aggressive about unicorn sales. <laughs> Do you want it? Yes or no, motherfucker. You know he you kind of is, but only, only without the motherfucker part. Why He's is the PG-13 movie. <laughs> Stop wasting my goddamn time. He does have a couple of moments like that. Do I look like a bitch to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God, this summer coming. I, I mean, other than Spider-Man: Far From Home I, and all that, like Godzilla, I'm excited about John Wick uh, Three. John Wick Three, that's gonna that, be really good. Be good. Um, the trailer for Rise of the Skywalker doesn't actually look terrible in my mind. Yeah. As, as a guy who gives no craps about Star Wars, yeah. I'm with um, you on that, Captain. I understand a lot of the com- a lot of the complaints that's going on, but honestly, I'm excited. I I don't understand the complaints, honestly. I, like I'm not th- I'm not thrilled about the title because it's just Rise of the Skywalker. It's like it's that, that's eh. just that's J.J. Abrams doing what Abrams does best, yeah. but mining nostalgia to make as much buzz as possible before the movie comes out. I still love Star Wars. Nothing has killed that for me, so I'm still excited for this one. Just remember, Benedict Cumberbatch is not playing Khan. Wink. I I really liked uh, the character of Rey, mm-hmm. so I have no problem. Her jumping over a, a TIE fighter and cutting it in half with a lightsaber. I mean, that shot's rad. I, I, I've that's some, what you I've want heard from some Star Wars. And that might be her and whoever the pilot is tr- doing a training exercise. Sure. Yeah, whatever. I would assume so. I mean, considering how she's just sort of standing around doing nothing. And not nothing. being no shot at. Yeah. Either way. Who yeah, cares? it's still that's an cool. awesome scene. She's checking on her moisture evaporators. <laughs> Wait, aren't those the still suits from Dune, you mean? Well, yeah, but they're, they're the big towers that Luke was uh, helping his uncle and aunt farm. They're moisture evaporators. That yeah, he's no, a water farmer. Yeah, what moisture. part of fa- how is that farming? You cultivate it. But it's a desert planet. Yeah, but people do that on this planet. They don't call it farming. Well, you don't live on Tatooine. Because Thankfully. because crazy science fantasy universes with space wizards and laser swords. Yes, but not but farming. That's the least space space. That planet. is the one thing that we cannot abide of in Star Wars. Terrible. Terrible. Yet a new, yet another reason why I hate Star Wars. <laughs> they have the water seeds. They put them in the ground. They water them. Then a few months later, they the water grows out of the seeds. Still not the dumbest thing in Star Wars. No, it not really even kind of. <laughs> not even kind of. I, I'd either go with Hujong Vong, uh, the uh, the extra galactic force proof uh, aliens, or the Silamiri, the uh, force proof bubble uh, bubble of force proof creating. Weasels? I think they were weasels. And Aren't there also are... space dragons that use the force? Yeah, totally. I think you're also forgetting the space vampires that exude tentacles from their wrists. Mm. And uh, and there was the uh, the artificial planet that Luke fell in love with. Isn't that just Mogo? No, no, it was a it was a girl whose personality was uploaded into a computer or something. Huh. You know, I'm <laughs> glad Disney threw out the no, EU. Better. I really am. <laughs> and before that. 
I'm just, I, I'm glad Disney threw out the extended universe. I'm I'm really glad. I'm just glad because it means anytime someone says, "But in the extended universe, I get to hit them with a stick," because that doesn't exist. Anymore. That is that is the rules, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Disney put that that out as well. I'm glad that Lando gets to come back and and fly the ship that has the mind of the robot he used to fuck. Oh, uh, uh, it, Billy D's been away too. I long. haven't seen Solo, and <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> It has a couple of good moments here and there, but not missing all that much. I actually really like Donald Glover. He'd be the only reason I would watch. He that was movie. a good Lando. I'm still fine with Solo. Yeah. Solo was Jamie. For as for as little interest as I have in Star Wars anymore, Solo is just fine. It was a Solo it was a decent okay. enough space heist yeah. movie. As a Solo movie, it worked pretty well. My dog <laughs> watched Solo. Uh, My dog watched Solo. I left it on for him when I left the house. I watched Free Solo, and it was about rock climbing. I didn't know what was going on. That sounds much more entertaining. It's a different movie entirely. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then, as a series wrap for uh, Snooty and Goon, uh, I'll open up the floor. I, I do want to ask Goon uh, two questions, oh, uh, and, and I'll open it up to anyone else who wants to chime in. If not, that's fine. But, Goon, what is your biggest regret with the show, and what is the thing you're most proud of? Oh, um, biggest regret? Maybe it's that we weren't able to make it bigger like, like we originally hoped. And yeah. Kind of both have some blame in that. We could have worked harder, but we're both lazy assholes. Yeah, that's fair. And biggest thing I that was the biggest accomplishment, or what, most, whatever you're most proud, most proud of, of, whatever you think we did the best. Yeah, um, whatever comes to mind. I'm just curious. Well, this is sad. <laughs> now. Yeah, no, my mind wow. Okay. <laughs> Fuck uh, us, I guess. <laughs> I'd say you've done an excellent job of breaking him. <laughs> um, honestly, um. I admit, I do go back and re-listen to some of our old episodes when I'm bo- really bored at work. And I think I said, like, one of my favorite parts that we've done with that was one of it was our live pre-recorded Christmas episode a couple years back where we reviewed the Netflix horror movie Little Evil. That is one of my favorite episodes. That was just so much fun. And a good movie. Yeah, it really was. Uh, for my biggest regret, uh, I regret that we won't be able to go back and re-review The Counselor. I the, don't regret that our, at our all. Our very first Lost episode. Cameron Diaz fucks a car in that movie. Why would you windshield? It's not like she deep throats the exhaust pipe or anything. Super okay with having missed that one. (laughs) That would have made more sense than just grinding on the windshield. Ridley Scott, and Ridley Scott is a cinematic genius. Uh, Sir Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott, thank you. (laughs) I'm glad that one was lost to the ages, dear listeners, because it was just terrible. Uh, but the thing I, I think the thing I'm most proud of uh, is probably consistently saying Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm miss that. You got me doing that too now. Whatever I hear it, I always end up saying. I that really also. want that to be a thing. Actually, no, Carlos was saying that just the way you say Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal never ceases to make me laugh. <laughs> I'm actually okay with Jake Gyllenhaal. Big twist. What? <laughs> I mean, You've yeah. been lying to me all these years? He's not hes not a great actor, but you know, he does what he can. I feel so betrayed right now. Yeah. I, I need a minute. Then I'm going to miss the weird movies we only went and saw just because we were doing this. Like One of my favorite memories of this show uh, was, I think it was in our first year, we went and we saw Persecuted. Oh, yeah, that was our first or second Lord. year. Yeah, and, and it, like that's the Christian movie with Dexter's dad, uh-huh. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. and I remember oh, God, when I, that movie. Yeah, I walked into the theater and I was pissed off. A that I had to see it. B I had had a shitty week. 
And, and I wasn't even in my normal theater. I had to go out of my way to see it because we picked it because it was one of the few movies actually knew that week. If memory serves, I picked it because yeah. it, like, it was the only movie opening locally that week. And weekend. I had such a good time watching that movie. I was laughing my ass off. The family sitting in the, like the only other people in the theaters was this family of older people in the front. Mm. And they kept looking back and glaring at me because I was ruining the movie yeah. for them. But it was so fucking funny. Uh, I had a great time. I loved when we did the review of uh, the Gem of the Holograms movie because you binge watched the animated series beforehand. I watched three and a half hours of Gem every night that week. I became a Gem fan at that, and in my mid 30s. I don't Stockholm even hate that movie, honestly. Gem <laughs> and the Hologram, or Gem from the 80s is, is one of the best of those series, of like the toy-centric Hasbro, Hasbro-esque series. Holograms. Yeah, and the Misfits are the best villains. Fuck Cobra Commander, fuck Megatron, fuck Destro. The Misfits were the most successful 80s cartoon villains ever. Also, for some reason, never prosecuted for so yeah. many attempted murders. So many attempted murders! <laughs> Like, there was an episode where they invent time travel and just use it to fuck with the holograms. <laughs> Snooty. They invent fucking time travel. Snooty, should we just do a binge watch together that one, actually, one of these days? I, no, I would do a Gem in the Holograms podcast. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. I'm just saying, honestly, I didn't even hate the live action movie. Yeah, no, it, it, was, was, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest of you, any other moments you want to talk about from the series, or should we just wrap it up? Um, you know, I'll actually drop the voice for a little bit here. I really enjoyed being Captain Action, and it makes me kind of sad that I'm not going to get to be anymore. So my regret and best moments are kind of the same thing. It's It's been fun being Captain Action and doing this with you guys. It's well, a lot of fun so having you. Thank those, you for those occasions where you've invited me. Maybe we'll find some crazy outlandish summer blockbuster in the future that we'll just have to come back and review, and you will be right there with us for it. <laughs> if so, you know... Uh, the captain will always be there to punch Nazis alongside you. I had a lot of fun actually reviewing science-based movies at mm. first. I'm not really sure when or why that stopped. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to hang out with us and talk about movies? I guess well, so. We, we, wanted, we wanted you to come in and be miserable with movies that had terrible science. Come on, we got to do Short Circuit. That's true. I, why don't I remember that? <laughs> Long story. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just astonished that I was able to edit it while still unconscious. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys for coming for that weekend when I was at Comic-Con. Uh, um, I, I don't know if I've got like a, a like high point or low point from the series as a whole, but uh, I guess I just want to say that uh, you guys doing this is what got me, like it, it gave me the confidence to go out and like start doing my own critical work. And like, I don't know where that I'd be where I am today without you guys having been there first. Well, that, uh, that I, might be the, the best thing we've ever done. That, 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 there's the emotional gut punch of the weekend. No, that, I mean, that, and I'm, I'm 100% serious about that. Like, it, you, you got, this show has meant a lot to me. And the fact that I got to know you guys better uh, to come on and, like, talk about movies with you every once in a while, like, that, that meant a lot. And, and I'm going to miss this. We really appreciate you coming and being part of the show. It means a lot right to right us, now. too. Yeah. Well, for everyone out there still listening, uh, we love you all. For everyone not listening, eh, go back and maybe check out an episode. 
But otherwise, thank you to everyone sitting at this table. Thank you to everyone who can hear me right now. Um, we love you all. And uh, I'm really proud of what we've done, and I hope we do something great in the future, whatever it might be. Yeah, if you ever want to, feel free to you know, check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Drop us online at uh, snootyandgoon at gmail.com. I check that every week or so. I'd be happy to respond to any emails, whether they be nice words or insults. We'll happily insult you back. We're actually pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but from all of us to you, thank you. And one last time, I've been Snooty. I'm the goon. I'm Professor Science. Captain Action! Ha ha! And I'm Lee Munson. I don't have a fun name. <laughs> you used to, though. I did. I, I used to go by Pretentious Best Friend. That's right. We'll still have a link to all your stuff. <laughs> and that's what you should have thought. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.